You never put the people who you think are gonna run the conversation on the jury. You want a bunch of lemmings. Orny Adams may be a lot of things. Lemming is not one of them. Orny, I have to thank you because you gave me the gift of laughter and that's something I really need. So laughter is really important to me. Everybody should support live comedy for one reason is if you watch any special, it doesn't equal being there at the time live. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite gripping investigations ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash ad-free true crime. That's amazon.com slash ad-free true crime to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hello, and welcome to Best Case, Worst Case. This is Jim Clemente, retired FBI profiler, former New York City prosecutor, and writer-producer of CBS's Criminal Minds and Criminal Minds Evolution on Paramount Plus. Plus. Plutch, if you want it, but plus is really how you say it. And with me today from afar, thankfully, is... Hi, everybody. It's Francie Hakes, former state and federal prosecutor, executive producer and writer on Audible's Midwest Monster and Jim, the just released Audible Breaking Justice, the Kane Velasquez story. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. And Francie, we have a an extreme. This is the first ever for yes. best case, worst case. Definitely first time in our entire billion year history. Well, close. not really that long, but close. We actually have. Somebody else from Georgia. Georgia. That's not the first time in oh. this podcast history. I know. I was joking. And funny that that's a good segue. We have a great friend of mine. And, you know, probably, you know, he puts up with you. And that is. I'm Banksy. <laughs> I'm Banksy. Now, I didn't, that I've been waiting be to come out. And uh, I've decided this is this is the podcast to do it on. I really like that picture that you sold at Christie's auction or whatever, and then it shredded itself. Amazing. That was brilliant. I loved it. Talent. Of course, I'm pretty smart. I think it just had a a loop on the inside and it actually saved the actual picture and it just printed out a shredded version of it. He's got a million of those pictures. What does he care? And you've just you've just revealed you're not him by referring to him in the third person. No, I've revealed that I'm smarter than either of you because (laughs) well, that might I would know not to. Yeah, oftentimes (laughs) when I'm on a plane and I don't want to talk to the person next to me, and they say, "What do you do?" I I just lean in and I say, "I'm Banksy." That's what I did. I'm Banksy. And And that's just isn't your first fraudulent identification. And seventy-five percent of them are over the age of seventy-five and have Mm -hmm. no idea what you're talking about. Who that is? Oh, really? So I don't know, Jim. You said he was a great friend. I'm not sure whether he's going to introduce himself. You (laughs) might have to do it for him. Well, I don't know. You might be able to figure out how to do it. Uh, do you want me to introduce? I don't. I've never been on a please? podcast at so low level. <laughs> I have to introduce myself. <laughs> Normally, James, you guys. I, mean, was, least... I just want to be clear to all our listeners: this was Jim's guest. <laughs> now insulting the podcast. <laughs> okay. Definitely not mine. But we've been on a string text since Friday, and we've been going back incessantly, <laughs> nonstop. So we're really all friends. So you take part responsibility. <laughs> yeah. Do so, I know? so my we... name. My name is uh, I, I, is Orny Adams. I'm a comedian. 
Uh, really? Afraid- Nobody got that from what you've said so far in the first three and a half minutes. <laughs> I've been kicked out of every uh, jury duty pool. I've I've been called <laughs> for. So. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I can tell you, Orny, I would never put you on a jury. <laughs> Why not? He's funny. Are you kidding me? Come because on. he would take over the room. You never put the people who you think are going to run the conversation on know, the jury. That's why you want I a bunch always... of lemmings. You want lemmings. Orny Adams maybe a lot of things. Lemming is not one of them. Well, well that... I got I I got thrown off because the uh, the poor uh, prosecutor was trying to uh, test us if we believed in uh, circumstantial evidence and like was putting yeah. on a whole show like thought thought he was on uh, L.A. Law or something like had a <laughs> cheap suit on and was like who here knows what circumstantial evidence is and these pathetic <laughs> jurors like all they're all excited to raise their hands. Over stuff that they don't have to raise their hands. They're like, has anybody here been a victim of a crime? And like, yeah, my car was you broken into You have to raise once. your hand. You swore to tell the truth. You have to. Yeah, but they're to. like, my car was broken into. Like, we've all been a victim. of My locker was broken into in high school. Let's get over it. We're talking about real crime. Like, like gym level of victim of crime. I think people feel compelled. About. It's a compulsion, Orny. They, they feel like they've got to tell the truth or they might get thrown in the pokey. Well, well, anyway, so w- tell me about what happened with circumstantial evidence. You were about so in the, the middle guy of that. Does this elaborate stuff? You, uh, let's say your best friend gets laid off from his job and, and he's miserable and he comes over to your house. And oh, and that day you had just been promoted and your boss gave you a nice big bottle of, does anybody drink scotch? Yeah. How about um, Magavulin or uh, 19-year-aged? This is going on for 30, 30. I'm like, get to the point. I'm jury number one. Wrap it up. Let's go. Wrap so, it up. So he said, uh, and he, you get a nice bottle, and, and you're going to save it for a special occasion. So you put it up on the top shelf of your of uh, in your uh, some closet cabinet. in the kitchen and the, the whatever you call those cabinet, and uh, <laughs> you go to bed and you wake up in the morning, and the bottle is empty, and your friend is gone. Can you assume, jury number four, <laughs> that your friend <laughs> drank the bottle? And only the, the, if yes, Francie wasn't in the house. Yes, well, I don't care yes. for scotch. So I, very patient, sit there, and they said, juror number one. I said, how do we know he wasn't kidnapped? The people came in, drank the Lagavulin, was it Lagavulin, sir? The Lagavulin, and uh, took took him. And, you know, the judge, I kept doing this. Oh, every everything he brought up, I kept, like, shooting down in a really smart way to the point. The judge couldn't be mad, couldn't put me in contempt. And the judge was just looking at me going, oh, this is unbelievable. I, I right. just want to go back to my first statement where I said I would never put him on a jury. I am now completely Francie. vindicated. He yeah. said he's on Team Francie. Yeah, that's Team Francie. A, that's a lie, first not, of all. How could you not? Put him on your jury if he's Team no, Francie. Not a chance, because he's not really Team Francie. How do you know that? Because I can tell. Because why don't you give me already. a case right now, and I will tell you how I would vote. <laughs> okay, well, there right. are a lot of cases. Let's say that Francie is found, oh, strangled. 
Let's just mm-hmm. say strangled. Well, <gasps> You'd strangled like and that, smothered. You, Jim? Uh-huh. Strangled, smothered. smothered, and and probably squashed by seven hundred thousand. I feel tons like of I rocks. should defend the Waffle House now because this is reminding me this. of Orny. Have you ever been to a Waffle House where you of order course, your hash I'm browns? I'm a Georgia boy. Scattered, covered, cold. smothered, and chunked. I feel yeah. like Jim's making me a. Hat what did she back. just say? That sounded I don't know. very she disgusting. Just, I've got to shut this door. This ambient light's coming in. It's driving me crazy. Hold on, <laughs> right here. This is yeah, it's driving me crazy too. I know. Sorry. Ambient light. How's that? Is that better? Now there's okay, just one try. It's the same. But, but your side light <laughs> there is lit. You know, like you can. It's yeah, there. That one. It's gone yeah, now. That's out now. Are you? There we go. Are you still getting You're ambient fine. light? Are you good? <laughs> it looks like it looks like this. Yeah. 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 Try not to You're lean back because you're on fire. Um, <laughs> you're anyway, on fire. the point is here we are. I'm, I'm apparently case, scattered, case. covered, smothered, and chunked. Go yes. ahead, Jim. And 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 let's just say hypothetically that Martian thing, mm-hmm. right? The vase is all Rogu, smashed open. Baby Yoda. The vase uh-huh. is all smashed open, right? Mm. And there's green ooze all around the floor where Francie is smashed and squashed and whatever the hell she called it, right? It's a crime of passion. That's, I'm sure, I'm no. sure it was a crime of passion. Anybody who, yes, anyway, not that I want any harm to come to Francie at all. Jim, do you know how many um, listeners are going to start writing in on Facebook and say, why do you want Francie to die, Jim? You're I the meanest man I'm in the world. I a crime analogy. I'm just saying. I mean, uh, what is wrong with just picking somebody I know who's right in front of Nothing. me? Nothing. No, nope, it's totally so. fine. Anyway, so the green yeah. monster blew up and grew outside and out of his thing and green mm-hmm. oozes all over the place. And there's yep. green little three hoofed footprints <laughs> leave, yeah. leading away from the scene. I, I think and he does the have doors, The doors are all locked from the inside. Mm-hmm. And nobody else has been in there for 10 years. And this green monster I'm has the ability to walk through, mm-hmm. through the door mm-hmm. and exit. And you still see the footprints going right out through. That's circumstantial evidence. Of what? Of yeah. the green monster killing you, finally. Mm. And and that's that's it. It's irrefutable. Mm-hmm. irrefutable. No, I mean, it, this little door that the green monster went in and out of. Who's through. just through? through. Through, why not in and out of or out of? Because he didn't open it and close it, he walks right through it. He can mind melt right through it. Well, then there's <laughs> got to be other melt. Martians that can do that is. too. We're no, talking no, no. about a whole. He set up a franchise. force field around this apartment to keep everybody else away you, because he didn't want anybody to interfere again. with you his. You can't uh, make oh up God. technology. Just or, switching oh, franchises, Star Trek, Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! Everyone who listens is now offended. Orny, here's what I want to know. Yes. What do you? Uh oh. This I want to know, serious. and this is kind of a, it's kind of a serious question. Um, I want to know how you find comedy in tragedy or serious things. Like, are there things that you try to stay away from? And I'll give you an example, mm-hmm. because I can't almost help thinking it's both tra- uh, obvious tragedy, but also weirdly comic. And that is, I'm sure you've heard of Casey Anthony. She is the mm-hmm. woman who was prosecuted for murdering her daughter, Kaylee. Jim and I did a show about it. Um, Yeah, yeah. well, she was prosecuted for the death penalty, actually. And her toddler daughter, she got acquitted. It was just a whole thing. And now she's gotten her own docuseries in which Mm. she is spewing 
a, a, a crap ton of lies and just crying and, you know, all these crocodile tears. And I'm just wondering whether that is a situation where you can never find something funny or whether you think there are things that just can't be sort of turned well, into humor. Uh, yeah, it can. And I'll tell you how. So where my mind would go in a, in a situation like this is to attack it on the peripheries. So when the family says, I, I think the child, unfortunately, was put in the trunk of the car because there was de decomposition and smell. And they said, oh, there was an old pizza in there. And you could make a joke saying, I didn't know decomposing bodies smelled like old pizza. And you could go that angle if yeah. you wanted to. But no, I don't really, if it's there uh, and it sort of teaches a lesson. Yeah, I don't, you know, but I'm not, my comedy isn't like, like I'm not here to get in trouble uh, not here, but I'm just saying I don't really my brand of comedy is not to offend. I want people to feel really comfortable in Un the audience. Unless unless you look unless, at my videos. <laughs> unless yeah, no, no unless you have a particular thing for sea turtles that mm. have straw shoved up their nose. That's the yeah, only what? thing that might be slightly I, offensive to some people, but I don't understand. It's a crime, I'm sure. The the crime is that. People are too dumb to realize. I almost said stupid and dumb together. Stum. Stum. What does that make me? Stum. <laughs> yeah. People are too Stupum. dumb to realize that as humans, we're more similar than dissimilar. And the role for me is to take a crowd of people that are very different in age, probably religions, probably in uh, political beliefs. And make them realize that we're all the same, whether we're buying detergent or going to the gym and find the commonalities. So my brand is not to shock you, although I like to say shocking things to see what I can get away with and maybe pull back. But for the most part, no. I mean, I I, uh, I will say this about murder. I, I did not realize it was happening as much as it is. You grow mm. up oh. hearing about mur murder was so weighty. You're like, somebody was murdered? That's a murderer? And now it just seems to be very common, unless that's uh, because we're inundated with the datelines and the 48 hours and shows Yeah, like 24 that. hours, news cycles, and then social media, of course. But I have to say Sh something, Francie. Shit like America's Most Wanted, crap shows like that. <laughs> 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 Oh my God. That's it. He's banned, Jim. Banned. <laughs> so I have to say, though, Francie, that I ever, ever since I met Orny, and, and that's a story we can go into in a minute if we want. But the point is that Orny told me to watch his YouTube video, his special on YouTube. And I said, I will. And then he said to me, well, do you even know my name? <laughs> and I was like, well, Arnie? And he's like, Orny. And I'm like, Horny? What? I'm old. I can't hear that well. So anyway, this is like a who's between, on first bit. This is this is at the improv at the bar. He comes over, graces me with a few moments in between him and his brother hitting on the two most gorgeous women in the audience <laughs> that night that were well no, out of I, your age range. They I, were closer to mine. Wow. I don't know where you get that because my brother was with his wife and I was sitting <laughs> way in the back and those two girls were sitting right up next to you. So that's I, right, I, they I, were. I, no, no. Wait, that, that's what we call Orny in criminal investigation. 
We call that not a confession, but an admission. Um, Jim just made an important admission. He admitted yeah. knowing the two girls that's, you're talking well, about that's yeah. because, where they were sitting. That's because when he said there was a wide age range and everything, uh-huh. there uh-huh. were two young females who were mm-hmm. obviously dressed for some highfalutin club. Yeah, you know, my with, show. At your show, <laughs> sitting in the front row center. I mean, I'm sure they sat them there on purpose so you mm-hmm. could... Talk to them, they and you probably paid more it. for that. All you, these girls <laughs> wanted to do was talk to me, Jim. I hear out of the corner of my ears, "Have you ever seen an FBI badge?" <laughs> this is what's going on. These poor women right. just want to talk to me right. from forty-seven feet away, eighteen <laughs> rows back. You're right. That's Jim, what I was that, doing. Has that come online ever worked for anyone ever? Oh, please, yes. It was one of the episodes of Criminal Minds. You should watch the yes, series. Anyway, yes. the point is... Horny, he says yes. Anyway, the point is, I watched the series. And, his, I mean, the not the series. I watched the special that Orny did. And I have to say, a dozen times during it, I literally laugh out loud. And, you know, when you're watching something alone, it's kind of weird when you're laughing out loud, but it <laughs> kind of you can't help it sometimes. And yeah. that's that's actually the test of a good comedian. And actually, Orny, I have to thank you because you gave me the gift of laughter. And that's something I really need. I've had a lot of rough things in my life and saw a lot of bad things, you know, in the course of my work. And I work with Francie. So Laughter is really important to me. And mm. so thank you. I want to thank you for, for doing that well, for me. Well, and what I'd like to do before we forget, we'll do it again at the end, Orny. Can you tell our listeners and our Patreon viewers where they can go to find the gift of laughter that you gave, Jim? I think you can go to any local comedy club and, and see some great comedians. And I think you should. everybody should support live comedy for one reason is if you watch any special anywhere, it doesn't equal being there at the time live because mm. you're in the moment, you're surrounded by other people and you're all experiencing whatever happened that day. Maybe there was a storm, maybe there was uh, the Idaho murders, whatever it is, there's a commonality and emotion and a through line. And I just encourage everybody to go out and see comedy and enjoy it. As far as me, uh, I'm at orneyadams.com. Uh, I'm very happy that I, I put a, my last special, which was on Showtime, up on YouTube. I bought the rights. I put it up on YouTube, expecting to get 25,000 views. And it's about to hit 1.2 million, which wow. is shocking to wow. me. Wow. And that's <sighs> Orny, O-R-N-Y. I just want people to yeah. know. Yeah, I'm the guy who's been texting you all weekend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know how to spell it. I just want to make sure everybody else who wants to find you knows how to spell it. Yeah. yeah. it's it's So, uh, okay. So, you, you say that you don't want your comedy to offend, but- you know, we hear a lot about comics being canceled and people there's mm-hmm. thing there's sort of no-go zones in comedy. Mm-hmm. Um do you think crime is one of those no-go zones or do you think that there really aren't any no-go zones? No, I mean I make fun of crime. We all make fun I mean I'll give you a line from my act. I tell okay. people do not get married. Do not get married. Marriage is a Ponzi scheme of misery. What? The old people paid him with misery. They want you to pay him with misery, too. <laughs> and then I take a pause. I say, marriage is not safe. Look at Dateline. <laughs> Married people die every single day. Very suspicious. <laughs> not Mar- true. Single people, Francie, single people do not drown in three inches of water in our <laughs> bathtubs. We know how to fill it all the way up. 
and left. Single people <laughs> don't. I have don't, don't have Gatorade mixed with engine coolant. You ever seen <laughs> that Dateline? I have Gatorade in my fridge. When I'm done, it's still going to be Gatorade. No engine. Single people don't walk backwards <laughs> off a cliff having our picture taken. We know where to stop. <laughs> marriage is not safe. Statistically, 50% of marriages end in divorce. 40% in murder. 40%. So what are your chances? 10%. You want to take roll those dice? <laughs> that is not true statistic. Just FYI to people. It may Why be. are you such a, what are you, well Wikipedia? Uh, this Wikipedia. is no fun over there. My husband's in the next room. I'm, I'm okay. He <laughs> might not. Wait, is that him behind? Watch out! Oh! <laughs> no, I was just to... They all think they're okay until they're not okay. Just until <laughs> they're not okay. Just, just don't sign any more uh, insurance policies. That's you <laughs> Maybe know, I better not walk backwards on a cliff while he's taking a picture of me? Is I mean, that what you're yeah. saying? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know your... It works for 10%. Maybe you're in the 10%. Maybe. <laughs> 10%. But here's here's oh. why you're a horrible audience member. You're oh, in okay. Yes, yes. You're <laughs> incapable of suspending reality. You must <laughs> suspend reality and go along with it and enjoy it and see the absurdity and buffoonery <laughs> of it. got a dead body, Inspector. I may be able to help with that. This winter, all your favorite detectives are streaming on BritBox. Don't miss exclusive new seasons of Death in Paradise. There must be something we've missed. Vera. It wasn't an accident, was it, love? Father Brown. What did he look like? And more. Once you start investigating, you won't want to stop. We're done when I say we're done. Stream your favorite detectives only on BritBox. Start a free trial at BritBox.com. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Well, the, the truth is, Orny, you you have hit on something that is true in my personality. Not that I can't suspend reality and enjoy comedy or fantasy or science fiction, because I do. But I do have a hard time with magic, I have to admit. Um, I love it and hate it at the same time. And I mostly hate it because I can't figure out how they're doing it. And I feel like I'm being tricked She's limited. and therefore I feel like a victim. I mean, I feel yeah. like they're fooling me and it makes me feel dumb. I can't stand I, it. I, I agree with you. I'm not a big fan of magic. It, uh, the other thing is if like I went out with a magician uh, the other night for dinner this this and he started doing these tricks and it annoyed the hell out of me. And then I went home and went <laughs> on you YouTube and, and Google. Well, he's not around. I Googled <laughs> I Googled how to do the trick. It's so basic. It's even more annoying oh. when you find out how it's done. When you well, found look, out how easily you've been tricked. I've yeah. been to a whole bunch of Las Vegas 
shows and i went to who's that guy that's there that that magician that's been there forever Shin Lim. we're going to see shin Lim yeah. over right. um well, over christmas it's not him it's david copperfield oh. and oh, so wow. david copperfield does this one thing and he he randomly picks somebody from the audience and does all this stuff and all this stuff and i noticed that he comes out into the audience and he stands between he talks to this girl who's in the edge seat all the way mm -hmm. towards the wall right there's an aisle there and he stands there and then I noticed that right behind where he's standing, there's actually a a, a plate for a, you know, like a, a switch plate, you know, like a cover of a switch plate that has been, it's just blank. And I'm yeah. like, I look around the entire auditorium and there isn't any other one. And then I realize what happens is he stands in front of that. Somebody takes the plate off, sticks whatever they have to, in his pocket and then puts the plate back on. I mean, that was pretty cheap, but yeah. I love figuring out. That's why I like my magic. Cause I love figuring I, out how they're doing well, it. Well, I don't, I don't figure it out. And the guy that we're going to see over Christmas is a guy named Shin Lim. He won America's got talent and he does that close up magic with cards mm -hmm. and like yeah. the camera is right on your hands. I mean, I don't know how he makes things disappear when the camera is literally right on his hands. Because I, and it cameras just makes me go feel stupid. 24 frames a second. Right. And your hands can go, you know, 180. Francie, you work for, I say it again, the state department. No, no. The, the Department of Justice. Department yeah. of Justice, which is wh wh where does that rank? If we go Supreme Court, <laughs> where are you guys? How many down? <laughs> Way above it. Way oh, above the Supreme please, Court. Please, please. <laughs> no, we're the nation's federal prosecutors, so we prosecute all of the crimes going on in the country. Okay, that's so we courts. hear this is a federal crime versus a state crime. You guys, right. that's right. Got it. Yeah. Okay, that's right. So you know, yeah. it's for people you, who you really for the can't do the job, right? Federal process. Jim, I'm getting into something. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm ready. Sorry. So I'm you work for the, I've already forgotten what you've done. Federal prosecutor, right? <laughs> Federal prosecutor. It's so boring you keep forgetting it. Yes. No, it's just you don't have a TV show. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, the FBI that is true. Has snagged all these Well, that's shows. not true. We have law and order. Well, that's not federal prosecutors, but still it's prosecutors, law and order. Right. The federal prosecutors need their own show. Well, that we doesn't... had one and it was, what was that guy's? Yeah, well, but what was that guy's name? David Barney Frank, redhead. No, no, the redhead. Columbo? David. No, no, the redhead actor. David Caruso. David Caruso. Thank you. He started as a U.S. attorney. I think it was actually called Michael something, but that was very short lived. Frankly, most uh, people would find interested. federal prosecutors kind of boring. All the murder stuff that happens on the state level. Okay, so here's what I'm asking: You work for yeah. the federal prosecutor. Do you still, or you retire? No, I'm I I do not I'm not there anymore. No, I'm not retired. Okay. And but I'm a former. I'm a former federal prosecutor. What does that mean? Either you're in or out, right, Jim? Is no. that what you're no. out? You're out. No, there's, there's no, no there's, there's no a, halfway in. Yes, no, there there's is. a distinction between retirement and leaving. Yeah. You can leave yes. and Anytime not retire, but if you retire, yeah. you have to spend 20 years and be a certain well, age. It's 25. It's actually 25 it's 20, for federal prosecutors. For, for us, it was yeah. 20 years. That's the distinction. Yeah. That's that's all. a just a distinction. Well, okay, so you work in this. Francie doesn't level. want to be seen as old. That's why she doesn't. I don't want to. Want to I don't want. It's stolen valor, Jim, to claim I'm a retired AUSA. Okay. Anyway, go ahead, Orny. Okay. This is well, I'm glad you. I'm glad you still have some sort of emotional foot in the door. Uh, and <laughs> I did. Jim's out. Jim's <laughs> out. But I figure you have contacts. My the wall across the street from me gets hit yeah. by a drunk driver, and nothing <laughs> is being done about it. I, I was there okay. that night. I it's spoke a very to nice the, wall. 
Yeah, it's a so it's 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 the city property, and mm-hmm. I live in an area where the uh, the town, the city, I don't know what it, the planning board allowed the neighborhood to build a wall, a nice mm-hmm. retaining wall, which is sort of necessary for slides. And it we put the uh, put the name of the neighborhood in there and everything. This and guy little, hits little it. tiles and stuff. It's cute. Yeah, let's not give away too much. The guy hits it, <laughs> and nobody, the police will do nothing. The city prosecutors will do nothing. I've contacted everybody at the uh, town council or the the uh, zone, whatever people. Nobody will do anything. They want me well, to Well, hitting find- a wall is a crime. I mean, that's destruction of property. Right. So why isn't was, anyone? Well, it's California. That's why no one's prosecuting something? him. He was, was he, they were drink, he was 19. They were drinking. The one girl was severely injured. So they said oh, it's probably a felony. Well, that's DUI. all criminal. That's all very criminal. So why can't I call the police, the Hollywood police and say, hey, this wall got hit. Why? How do we get the insurance company to pay for it? Why is it my responsibility to pay $66 for a police report? And then what? I'm supposed to call? Yes. I have the police report number, but they want me to pay for some report. And then on it, we'll have the driver's name and the insurance company. And then they want me to take civil action. Well, they want they want you to pay for just like printing the document. $66 to print a police report <laughs> seems excessively expensive, in my opinion. But police are allowed to charge to give you a document because they accrue some cost, you know, of, of yeah. the, the printing cents. of it themselves, the paper. Exactly. The $66. Well, it is L.A., Jim, where gas is like $8 a gallon. So mm-hmm. I get it. It's just very mm-hmm. expensive there. But with respect to civil action, you can do that. But, you know, if you take civil action, you are going to put forward your own money. You're going to have right. to pay filing fees or pay a lawyer. I mean, I, I don't understand why the police. Have you called the DA's office? No, is that I didn't that call Gascon the... guy? He's not doing it. No, not Gascon. What's that guy's name? Oh, it is it Gascon. Is. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what good that would do. He won't prosecute murderers and sex offenders. You're never getting right. a wall hitter prosecuted or put yeah, in but jail. He doesn't want him prosecuted. He wants them to repair the wall. I mean, it's damaged. It's clearly well, damaged. Surely the, the association or wherever you live, maybe they have insurance that would pay for it. That's probably why you need a police report so that the insurance company knows that someone did the damage and then they'll cover it. Maybe. I don't know. No, nobody's even initiated contact with the insurance company or the drug because nobody's we, we don't have access to the report until we and it's going to take weeks to get this report. And then we're supposed to call them and they're just going to say this is on the city property. We're not have the city and the city doesn't want to do this because like you just said we have people breaking into homes here and the police i had a neighbor's house jim i'm not making this up their house was a lady who's older her house was broken into she said somebody just walked into my house they're going to come down the hill towards you i grabbed a shovel i started chasing the guy you're going to bury my neighbors what's that are you going to bury him no, I'm just uh, I'm, oh. I'm going to stand my ground with self-defense, Jim. Yeah, okay. come on. I wasn't sure what you were talking about. Okay, so you chased him down the street. We called. I had two other neighbors that we. I call. I t- I'm texting them. They they come out. We triangulate the guy. She calls nine one one. The police said, if they catch him, let us know. We'll come up. Oh, oh God. We well that. Mm-hmm. 
Listen, so you are uh, a police deputy now. You've been deputized, deputized. by Los Look, Angeles Orny, Police the, Department. The truth of the the serious truth of the matter is, and I mean, we talk about this a little bit in our new Audible project. I mentioned at the top of the of the show, "Breaking Justice: Cain Velasquez Story," which is available on Audible. Uh, we talked about California justice. We we're judging the California justice system based on two real serious cases that are going on there right now, and. Part of what we were looking at is how California treats children who have been victimized by child sex offenders and treats those sex offenders by letting them out in the community, giving them bond, and now giving you know this particular sex offender access to his own children and his own family as if somehow they're safe from him. Um, this is a particular and, case. Mm-hmm. It's a particular case. And I, I, I just, the only thing I can say is that you've got, multiple states in this country. You've got New York and California and now Illinois joining in with this bail reform um, idea, which in in theory might be a good idea, but in practice is simply victimizing more people and allowing criminals. We see it all the time. There was just someone in New York this week who was hit in the head with a bat. I don't know if you guys saw the video yeah, going around. That. So yeah. it's horrific. Some man just pulled a bat out of his pants and takes a swing at the guy in front of him's head. And that guy has all sorts of head trauma, hospital, just for no reason. There was nothing. It was not an altercation. You know, there's no reason. And I think that when we start as a society, allowing people like that to commit a shocking, violent crime like that, and then get caught and released without holding them for trial. And even if they go to trial, they don't go to jail. Once that starts, it's like a snowball effect, I think, on the rest of... Exactly, because deterrence is real. Jail is a real deterrent. I don't mean to say everyone is deterred by the thought of jail. Clearly, plenty of people aren't. But it's it's a snowball effect, like you say, Orny. And I think that if you don't punish people, if you don't lock people up, if you don't make them pay for their crimes, if you don't show society that we're taking crime seriously, that we value victims of crime, mm-hmm. then you get anarchy. And I'm right. worried that we're headed there because what we're, you're talking about, Ernie, we're already what there. you're talking about is a small thing, this, you know, this wall, but it's not a small thing because it's just it's a it's a it's a what do they call that, Jim? The broken windows policing, it's yeah, a yeah, quality of life. Say, it's, right. it's like a quality of it's like a quality of life crime. Mm-hmm. It's not the most serious thing, but it is serious enough. And if people don't pay attention to it, then the person who gets away with that crime gets away with something else. Right. And then so, something bigger and then something bigger. Right. So what's going on here in California is they're not going to do anything about that. They're barely no. coming up here. Uh another house was broken into, took 20 minutes. Four men armed went into a house, took 20 minutes. The police, this is what I hear, this is hearsay, so I don't know if this is true. This is from the neighbor chat. The police said, oh, we know these people. We've arrested them before. And they just cycle in and cycle out. Right. And, you know, it's it's scary. And then what it goes. Yeah, of course it is. So next thing you know, everybody on a plane, they're having outbursts. Little children are having out. Adults are acting like kids because they're being told yep. to put their seatbelt on. And now- right. In California, I don't want everyone to think like I'm the, the hardest person in the world on crime, but they're locking up the Tide detergent at Target because people are just going in. So anything you want in a Target, you have to call somebody and they have to hand it to you now. So, yeah, it's a it's a slippery. And then you got people like me that are sitting there going, why am I waiting at this red light? When there's people breaking into homes and nothing happens to them. So you can see how it it's it right. can, and yeah, back when 
back when Rudy Giuliani was, you know, like sane? human, human or sane, where he he basically he cleaned up New York City. He totally he cleaned it up. He it was amazing. And it was a broken the broken windows, quality of life. They fixed the windows. They cleaned up Times Square. It it literally turned around the entire city. And yeah, and that is the opposite of what's happening now. And, yeah. you know, it's a it's a major problem. It, 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 you know, and I have to say, I a lot of it stems from the arguments of defund the police. The police have been keeping order in our cities and our towns and our counties for hundreds of years. And we need them and we need to give them the money they need to actually do their jobs. It's mm -hmm. very, very difficult to have a police officer who is risking his or her life go out to arrest somebody knowing even for violent crimes, knowing that that person will be back on the street that same day and committing that same crime before they can even write the report. The person's mm. back out on the street again, committing crimes well, again. For, it's for instance, it's insane. Yeah, how did how did the, how did this happen? Are you saying this is the left, the far left saying defund the police or has this been a trend? Is crime on such a, a rise that we couldn't even jail all these people? Can we even process all these people? Yeah, you know, that's actually a great question, Orny. And it's I think it's a really complicated answer. I don't want to blame one political party. I mean, certainly one political party was calling to defund the police, but it's more, way more complicated than that. It's way more complicated than that. And and you had both parties in a bipartisan legislation in the federal government about uh, during the Trump administration, maybe it was three years ago or so, four maybe now, where both parties got together to do what they called criminal justice reform on the federal level. And what that did was just send a bunch of drug dealers and child sex offenders out into the community to reoffend. So right. that was not reform. It was literally just emptying the jails. I, I think it's really a pendulum. Like Jim said, you know, way back in the 90s, Rudy Giuliani cleaned up New York. And for a long time, everyone seemed to understand that lots of people should go to jail for committing crimes because that's a way to deter them from doing it again or deter others from doing it and copying them. And then the pendulum just swung. And now people say we have an over-incarceration problem. I mean, I just don't think that's true. I really do not. Um, How do you there feel? There are lots of problems in the justice system and policing, but that's not one of them. Orny, it's so great having you. I mean, it's amazing. We've been having so much fun and I can't wait to have you back next week so we can continue this amazing conversation. We should just forget about talking about crime now and just talk about you and your life and your experiences because they're far more fascinating than anything else we talk about. Anyway, Jim, it would be here. a crime not to talk about it my life. It would be. There you go. There you go. I like Perfect. how he did that. He did that very well. He's, it's almost like he's smart or something. I don't know. <laughs> Magic must be. Anyway, so till next time, thank you for listening to Best Case, Worst Case. Signing off. Best Case, Worst Case is an XG production. Produced by Francie Hakes, Josh Murphy, and Jim Clementi at Empire Studios, L.A. Engineered and edited by Matt Gerbel. Music composed and performed by Simba Tsumba and hosted by Wondery. You can listen to Best Case, Worst Case on your favorite listening app. We are on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to podcasts. If you want to do something about child sexual abuse, Darkness Delight can help. 
Did you know that more than 90% of the time children are sexually abused by someone they know? Jim, this isn't about stranger danger. It's about learning the true risks. Darkness to Light's training can help prevent, recognize, and react to child sexual abuse in your community. When you make the decision to get involved, kids can be protected. It starts with you. Visit www.d2l.org to take the training and learn more. That's d, the number two, l.org.